Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I am really sorry that this is a couple days late. I had full intentions of recording this weekend while I was in Connecticut, but my microphone cord broke. And instead of taking the trek, the pretty far trek to drive to the nearest Target or Walmart and get another cord, I decided to take it as a sign that instead of spending time recording the podcast, I was actually meant to be in reflection and thinking about the past year. And I know it's still end of November. We aren't in December yet, but for me, a lot of my work has been winding down a bit for the holidays and getting ready for Thanksgiving. I decided to take the time to reflect back on 2022. It was actually a really apropos moment because it was the first night that I spent in our new house we have been living in the guest house while the main house is renovated and we finally have an oven. We finally have heat. It's been very cold. We finally have a dishwasher and furniture. And it was really nice to have this milestone moment I'd been working toward for so long and been thinking about for over a year, finally come to fruition and to be able to use that as one of the tent poles to think about what the past year and actually past couple years of my life have been like. So what I want to talk to you about today is about this process of changing and evolving that all of us humans naturally do. And at some intervals, we do it more intensely than others. But I wanted to have a really honest dialogue about the ups and the downs of it. Because we don't often have a chance to talk about these evolution cycles in our everyday conversation with our friends. You know, we stick to more tactile subjects like how work is going, how our relationships are going. But when it comes to this deeper existential question of who are we right now? What changes are we making in our lives? How are we evolving? We don't really get a chance to chat about that as much. So that's what today's podcast is today. It is all about the ups and downs of evolving. And related to that, I wanted to share first the exercise that I was working with this weekend that I also made Dev, my husband, do as well. So I wanted to share it with you just in case it resonates and you are looking for a way to reflect back on your 2022. So it's very simple. And essentially, you are looking at eight areas of your life and you are going to rate each area on a scale from one to five for the previous year. So for 2022, and I'll go through those areas slowly so you get a chance to write them down. The first area is fun. How happy were you? How much lightness, joy, and levity did you have in your life? Thinking about scale of one to five, five meaning that it was as ideal as you could have wished for that year. It doesn't mean that there's not room for improvement, but given the circumstances and situations of the previous year, you feel like you did the best that you could. 
And one means that it was bad, you know, didn't feel good. There was severe ineptness when it came to that area of your life. And then you can think of three as somewhere in the middle, you know, average, not good, not bad. The second category is friends. How fulfilling were your friendships? What was going on there? Third category is health. That is your overall health, including physical, emotional, and mental health. The fourth category is career. What was going on in your professional life? The fifth category is love, which I will relegate to meaning romantic relationship. The sixth category is spirituality. The seventh category is your family. And then the eighth category is money. And so just to quickly repeat, you have fun, friends, health, career, love, spirituality, family, and money. And then what you do once you have ranked each category on a scale from one to five, what you want to do is look for your three lowest scores and think about what you can do to meaningfully improve those areas next year. And I often do this exercise with clients in workshops and people ask, am I supposed to have fives in all categories? Or is this about making trade-offs and understanding that I can only have fives in a certain number of categories and therefore I have to choose the areas of my life that will suffer given you know constraints on time, attention, and resources? And what I want to say is that the goal is to be above a three. So to at least have a four or a five in every category, sometimes that's not possible, but to always be aware of your three lowest categories and to be diverting some TLC that you've been given to other areas of your life into those three ones that need the most help. And for me this year, the areas that I had the lowest scores were fun, health, and family. And I had a great year overall. Looking back, I think it was actually one of my favorite, most productive, most successful years I've ever had in my life, especially compared to my pandemic years, um, which were really challenging and really tough. So it felt like a really golden year. Many friends, particularly professional, but my fun was really lacking. I gave myself a two. And I think that that was sort of the trade-off. I worked really, really hard this year, but I actually didn't have very much fun. Didn't do any vacations aside from a birthday trip to an ashram a couple of meditation and yoga retreats that were really more for work, and then some wedding stuff for friends that I wouldn't have chosen as my ideal holiday vacation. So it was really low there. Health was also really low for different reasons related to the fertility journey that I'm on, and family as well. There's some repairing of relationships that I really want to do there. And so this was the impetus for me to take a good, long, hard look at where I need to put more focus, what is not feeling great in my life, what is causing dis-ease and unhappiness. So I want to invite you to do this exercise at some point and maybe to even do it with a friend so that you can have a verbal processing conversation with someone else where each of you share your three lowest scores and maybe your three highest scores as well. It's a way of bringing some quantification to the highs and lows of a year. And then also sitting and then telling the other person what you plan to do 
to increase your scores and that way it creates some accountability. Hope you all enjoy that exercise. And now moving on to the main meat, the main attraction of this podcast episode, which is the ups and downs of evolving. My intention here is that I hope that this episode helps you feel seen and understood and recognized if you are someone who is going through a period of intense change and evolution right now. These moments are not easy. They're very challenging. They require the best of us. And having gone through many, many years of intense change myself recently, I just want to tell you that I see you, I respect you, and I know it's really hard. So consider this episode my way of giving you lots of kudos and lots of celebration for this amazing journey that you are on. So the first thing that I want to talk about is how there are ups and downs, and often an up is accompanied by a down, which is the opposite side of the coin. And the first upside of evolving is for us to remember that it is completely natural and normal. When we look around at nature, we see that the plants and the animals are always changing and evolving. Trees are always growing new leaves and then the leaves are falling. Flowers are always blossoming and blooming. Animals go through stages of hibernation. They never try to fight it. Even the snake, who has this very, very painful shedding process, where whenever they shed, they go blind for a couple of weeks. It's very stiff and very uncomfortable for them. They don't even eat during this time because they're in so much pain, and they just seek a safe space, a cave or a rock to hide behind while the process of shedding happens. But you would never, ever see a snake try to resist that process. And I think because we're humans and we have so much control over our lives, we've created these worlds where we don't have to live so immediately in debt to the environment around us that we really believe that we can control our fate, that we can resist natural processes, and that we can make life be the way that we want it to be. And I think that the upside of evolving comes from remembering that your changes that you're making physically, emotionally, spiritually, those are meant to happen. Those are intended to be. And the downside of this is also remembering that these changes are natural and that they are inevitable. And I personally have been on my own journey since 2015 when I got a divorce from my first husband. And then in 2016, I started a brand new career and a very intense job. I went through another number of frustrating breakups during the time. Then by 2017, 2018, I was starting to dive deep into my spirituality with Buddhism, learning a lot about meditation, doing ayahuasca, psychedelics, really working on myself. And then by 2018, deciding that I wanted to leave my job, 2019, starting my own business, 2020, having that business fail and crash during the pandemic, having to build it up again, learning how to write, 2021, selling my book, 2022, buying a house, writing a book, and for the past three years, being on a fertility journey and also getting married and learning how to be in relationship with this new person, 
And so it's been very full. And all along the way, I kept thinking that I was going through a phase that whatever this evolution was, it would last a year or two, and then I would be through it with it, and then I could go on and be on my merry way. But the thing is, it actually never ended. It just kept going. And I remember once when I was like four years into this journey, I went to go talk to my therapist, and I was so frustrated, and I said, when is this going to end? When can I just plateau and just live my life and be me? I'm so tired of learning all these lessons and always changing and growing. And my therapist looked at me like I was a complete idiot. I was sort of her style. This was an old therapist of mine. And she said, Liz, what do you think the point of life is? It is to change and grow. It is for our souls to learn the lessons and find the purpose that they always wanted to when they took you into this human form. And so I truly, truly believe that regardless of your specific spiritual or religious beliefs, you know, you can substitute the word soul for something else, but really the human experience is about growth and change. And the faster we can embrace that, and instead of looking at these change periods as a burden or feeling like, why do I have to go through this? Or even being down on yourself that you are in a period of such intense change, rather celebrating it and noticing that you are doing the hard thing. You are doing the mature thing. You are doing the evolved thing, which is to embrace uncertainty, which often feels very destabilizing for us. And instead saying, yes, I want to invite in the unknown. Yes, I'm ready to become closer to the person I meant to be. Okay, so the second point that I wanted to make around the ups and downs of evolving is that the people around you won't all understand what it is that you're going through. This is very, very true. It is true for your loved ones, like your family, your romantic partnerships, your friends. It won't make sense to them because they're used to seeing you in a very specific way. And that's actually okay. It is hurtful sometimes. It's really hard. But I wanted to tell you that it is very, very normal. And the reason why it happens is because for most people who are very resistant to change, the instability, the unknown is really painful for them. And that involves seeing people who they love change as well. And what they feel is like they look at you and they think, You are a permanent, consistent part of my life, and it is so hard for me to see you changing in this way because it is destabilizing for me. So just remembering that when other people question you, they don't understand, they feel skeptical about the changes that you're making in your life, know that it has nothing to do with you. It is those people's own projections onto you. One of the most soul-defining choices that I ever made in my life was the decision to leave this job at a venture capital fund that I had from 2016 to 2019. And I wasn't always guaranteed to have made that decision. I could have stayed there and had a really great life, a really successful career on paper, 
it would have been a well-compensated career that was perceived as prestigious. And I could have been happy. I had a lot of friends who worked at that company. The work was overall fulfilling in many ways. But I had to make this choice because I had to make a stand for myself that no matter how much money I made, that was not nearly as important as following my dreams and being my truest, most authentic self. And of course, that right is a privilege that many people don't have. But I thought, I actually am in the position to take this risk, unlike all of my ancestors who never had that decision. And I need to do it, right? I need to be the first in my lineage to to pursue their truest dreams and to also be able to make the decision that I am the kind of person who will never make any big decisions because of money. All of my decisions were always going to come from heart, integrity, and authenticity. And that was a big switch for me because up until that point, I actually hadn't really made very many or any major decisions based on heart, integrity, and authenticity. It was a big switch. And there were many people in my life who did not support what I was doing. They were very confused about it. They couldn't understand why I would leave this very wonderful, safe job for something pretty amorphous that they personally did not connect to. And a close friend of mine who I'd known for a very long time since high school and college and then in New York when we were working in similar fields, he really, really didn't understand it. And I think he still doesn't really understand it or support me. And we've grown apart because of that. And then there were countless work friendships of people who I knew through work, but also felt deeply connected to where we really grew apart as well because they didn't really understand what I was doing. Or rather, they weren't really interested in the person that I was outside of this job. I even had an ex-boyfriend who pretty early on into thinking or wondering if I might leave this job, I said to him, think after three or four years here, I'll probably leave and, you know, do something else, take a year to travel again, to explore the depths of my spirituality once more. And he really just couldn't understand it. He said, you know, why would you ever do that? I think so much of what he saw in me or what he liked in me was this stability and this identity that I held that largely existed just through my job. And it was a very different thing when I was later with the next boyfriend, who is now my husband. And when I told him I was thinking of leaving the job, and I asked him, will you still love me? And he said, I'd love you no matter what you did. I would love you if you were a preschool teacher. I'd love you if you started your own nonprofit. I'd love you if you were a goat farmer. I'd love you if you didn't do anything. And that was really freeing for me because I had actually never given myself that permission before either. So what I want to tell you is that regardless of how other people around you are responding to the changes that you are making, do not let those reactions dissuade you from your path and don't let them bring in doubt about what you're doing. No one can see the vision of your life the way that you can. No one knows you the way that you know yourself, no matter how close they are to you. And there's no one who has more expertise or knowledge about what you need to be happy than you. Trust yourself. And it's not to say that we shouldn't value the opinions of the people around us or 
care about what their perspectives are, but just know that oftentimes the people who are closest to you, they're responding in a way that is largely related to themselves, right? They are projecting their own feelings, their own insecurities, their own uncertainties onto you. And it's less about what they think is good for your life and more about what they want for their own lives. So what do you do about it? Because it can be really sad when you are evolving and changing and the people you care about aren't on the same wavelength as you. And my advice is just to keep going, just to keep being who you are, the person who you're evolving into. And it doesn't mean that you have to stop being friends with the people who are in your life. It just means that you shouldn't censor yourself so that you can continue to fit into the pre-existing dynamic. Be you. Be the person who you're changing into around your friends, whether they understand it or not. And then when you exist as the realest, truest version of this new you, then you just let the cards fall where they will. Especially in the early days of my change process, it was very weird for my friends because they wanted to go out and party and I wanted to talk about what was happening in therapy and they were all getting married and deepening their bonds with their partners and I was exploring childhood trauma and unhealthy relationship dynamics and that's what I wanted to talk about and it was no fault of theirs. We were just totally on different pages and for some of those friendships, they went away and they never came back. And then very beautifully, there have been a couple of those friendships that have come back around. Maybe I've changed more to become closer to them or vice versa or a combination of the both. But it's been really, really nice to have that spark and that reconnection over a period of many years. This is a nice segue to my third point, which is that your relationships will inevitably change. And by that, I mean that the dynamic that is existing between you and another person will inevitably evolve as you are evolving. The dynamic will naturally become different because you are different. In the middle of all of my changes, about three years into this so far seven-year cycle, then I lost my best friend who I'd been really close to, had been like a sister to me for almost two decades. I mean, it was pretty unreal. And our dynamic had been largely based on, one, a codependent relationship where we were each other's closest person and we were in this weird dynamic where I felt like I always needed to help her and it made me feel valuable And she was kind of always in crisis and helpless and I was always stepping in and that made me feel good and it made her feel good. And the second dynamic is that we sort of exacerbated and indulged each other's insecurities and fixation on physical appearance. So we would talk about dieting and how we were too fat and how we'd pimples on our faces and things like that. And as I evolved past these dynamics, then our relationship really shifted and the dynamic that had always glued us together was no longer there. And thus there wasn't really a relationship at the end of the day because I was no longer receiving the same joy from this relationship and she wasn't either. The beautiful thing though is that as your original relationships shift, it does make room for new people to come into your life. And sometimes there might be a gap where it feels like you don't really have a lot of friends or you don't have people around you who understand you. 
but you need for that space to exist so that people who are more like you, who fit into this new version of you, can come into your life. And I met so many wonderful people through meditation retreats, through yoga retreats, through the new work that I've been doing with Reset. And it took a while, certainly, not only to meet new people, but also to deepen those friendships. But recently I had a breakfast with a new friend and I think we met up at like 8.45 and we sat down and neither of us looked at our cell phones the entire time. And by the time we did to go to the bathroom, it was 12.30 and we had had three and a half hours of just talking to each other. And that was such a natural, beautiful connection in a relatively new friendship. But I think that losing some of those old friendships have opened the door for new ones like that that are very fulfilling and feel very happy that I actually rated my friend score this year as a four, which is higher than it was last year and the year before. So know that it is possible that you will find your tribe, you will find the people who understand you, and also it could be the same people who have been in your life, but then you become a blueprint or a role model for them. The dynamic just shifts. Okay, and now the final and the fourth point that I'll make here about the ups and downs of evolving is that things are just going to feel pretty uncomfortable for a while. By that, I mean discomfort in the way that you're moving through the world. My experience was that decisions that I had previously made with a lot of clarity and intuition were suddenly a lot more fuzzy for me because I was moving from one way of seeing the world to a new nascent way of seeing the world that I wasn't very practiced in knowing how to apply. Take that decision to quit my job. I labored over that decision for many, many, many months, maybe even a year before I officially made it. And these days, I've actually had to make very similar decisions over and over again because I've been trying to write a book while also running a business that has multiple different revenue streams. I've had to be really intentional about where I spend my time and how I make decisions. And now that I've had more experience sitting from this perspective of my changed self, these decisions have come so easily to me. They've happened with such clarity. They can happen so quickly. And relatedly, when I first started dating my husband, I was really confused about it because he was so different from every other person that I had dated in the past. And the difference was that he was healthy. <laughs> he was a non-toxic person for me. I had had a pattern of dating narcissists, specifically narcissists who had deep, deep insecurities and wounds but presented as, as having everything perfectly together. Type A insecure narcissists. And this person, Dev, who I started dating, he was the opposite. He was so confident and so grounded and so stable. And there were no games. He told me how he felt about me and he never deviated or shied away from that. And he never wavered in his surety that we belong together. And on our first trip together, I went to go see a runes reader and she said, go slowly here, go slowly in this relationship because you are not used to being treated this well and it's uncomfortable for you. 
And that really shook me because honestly, I wouldn't have ever described it that way. I would have just said, I'm not sure. I don't know. But as soon as she put that language, that specificity to it, she really saw me and it really resonated with me. I knew that she was right. I was making a big shift in the type of person and relationship that I was allowing into my life. I was elevating, I was evolving, but it felt so weird. I think we think that because we're doing this good thing, that evolution and change needs to feel euphoric, but oftentimes it just feels really confusing and really crummy. So give yourself a lot of grace and a lot of patience. Think about how you learned to ride a bike for the first time. You started with training wheels and you went very, very slowly. You didn't go zipping down any big hills until you learned more of the motor skills of it. And now, if you are a bike rider, you can do so much more than you did before. It feels intuitive, second nature. And even if you haven't been on a bike in a while, then you can get right back on it. And the same is exactly true when it comes to emotional and spiritual change. You're releasing these old, old, old ingrained habits. If you're 20 years old, that means that you've been doing those habits for 20 years. If you're 30 years old, you've been doing those habits for 30 decades. You've been seeing the world in one specific way. So give yourself some slack and know that, of course, it's going to feel jumbled, confusing, uncomfortable, even wrong as you're starting to make these different choices in your life. But know that it won't always feel that way and embrace those feelings of discomfort, knowing that they actually indicate that you're doing something very, very good for yourself. So that's all I have for today. But this podcast is essentially a love letter to all of the listeners out there who are embarking on beautiful, meaningful periods of change and evolution in their lives. Congratulations, you are doing it and what you're doing it isn't easy. People may not understand what you're doing. Your relationships may change. It probably feels deeply discomforting, but I see you, I celebrate you, and I'm cheering for you. I wanted to close by reading this quote that I thought about often that my friend Tessa shared on her Instagram subliming that I thought about all the time and I came back to over and over and over again during the hardest part of my evolutionary phases. And it's by Rumi and it goes, try not to resist the changes that come your way. Instead, let your life live through you and do not worry that your life is turning upside down. How do you know that the side you are used to is better than the one to come? I love that. How do you know that the side you are used to is better than the one to come? So know that many, many good things are coming your way. And as always, this is a reminder to love yourself, listen to yourself, and to say yes to life so that life can say yes to you. Thank you everyone for listening, for sharing. And please sign up for the newsletter if you haven't yet. I have been on a really fun kick of doing a monthly newsletter with some reader Q&As, some of my favorite things, and also a theme of personal growth for the month. May you all have a very happy Thanksgiving of gratitude and deep abundance, and I will see you in two weeks.